0: Hi everyone, it's Jeannie, the Pistol Packin' Mountain Mama Health nut. Welcome to today's episode. I'm recording this on our ranch in the beautiful Rocky Mountains of East Idaho. I hope all of you are doing well. On my all things health today, I'm going to introduce a weight loss program I've been working on, so I'm really excited about that. And I'm also going to talk about an ingredient you should throw out of your diet called Red Dye number 40. It's in a lot of different products. And for my mountain adventures, keep listening after the health segment as I share how I had a shootout with a black and white kitty. Yeah, it doesn't end how you think it does. But first, I need to talk just a minute about a sponsor for my podcast called 3 International. It's a proactive wellness company with the highest quality nutritional supplements on the market today. One of the incredible products they offer is called eTronel. And I love this product and I love how it tastes. It actually comes in a gel pack. That you just take once a day and it's an antioxidant superfluid blend that has resveratrol glutathione marine collagen superfruits and coq10 all which fight against premature aging who doesn't want that and it promotes cellular health and longevity neutralizes free radicals and protects against uv damage this product and all of the three products are listed in the physician's desk reference And you can check that out at www.pdr.net. And for more information about Eternel and the other products, check out my website, genieolson.iii.earth. Before I start today's topic, I want to introduce what I call the TOT Weight Success Program. And what TOT stands for is Throw Out the Trash. It's T-O-T-T. And starting with my next episode, not today's, but the next one, for the next 10 episodes, I'm going to give you two weight loss tips, and then I'll talk about one thing you should throw out of your diet, like I have in my previous episodes. The program is designed to go for 10 weeks, and it's my hope that at the end of the program you will have some success, depending on your goals, and also you will have created lifelong habits. There's no point in starting any weight loss program if you don't create different habits in your life, because you're just going to gain the weight back plus some. But this plan just isn't for weight loss. It's also designed for you just to be more healthy, you know, if that's your goal. The plan will involve what foods to eat, what foods to throw out, exercising, and intermittent fasting. So I'm super excited about it, and I hope you'll join me on this journey. Okay, today's topic, red dye number 40. Blueberry pop tarts, cinnamon bears, oh, I love cinnamon bears. Can they cause severe migraines, dizziness, and vomiting? Well they can if they have the artificial coloring called Allura Red AC, also known as F D and C red Dye number forty, red forty red number forty, red hashtag forty, red forty lake, F D and C red number forty, and F D and C red number forty aluminum lake. And I'm just gonna call it red dye forty, but those are all the names for it. Okay, so it's an artificial ingredient used to add red color to foods drinks and other products like lipstick and even pharmaceuticals to make them more red and appealing so customers want to buy them. And I know you'll be surprised to know that the FDA approved this additive as safe. I'm being sarcastic, but they actually did approve it. And the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency, the Food and Agriculture Organization, and the WHO, which is World Health Organization, they all agree that red dye is not a health concern. What's interesting is when you look up the color additive history on the FDA's website, which is www.fda.gov, the site is so impressive. They want you to see that all they have are all these strict guidelines that they follow. In fact, when you read through it, you think, wow, they have all their bases covered to ensure that a product is safe. But I believe it's just a front. You know, I got lost reading through it, and maybe it's because I felt it was just a bunch of baloney. Because you see, at the end of the day, it's still all about money. So how is Red Dye 40 made? According to deliciously.com, the process starts with crude oil, which is processed to become gasoline. Yep, gasoline. And during the process, petroleum distillates are left behind. And these are collected and shipped to labs where they make Azo dyes, that's A-Z-O. And these dyes are easily identified because they start with the color name and then they end with a number like red dye number 40 and other examples are blue number 1 yellow number 6 so let's go over some of the products that have red dye number 40 in them i decided i needed to do a little bit of sherlock holmes detective work and i took a trip to the grocery store to find a few products that have red dye in them and i found and this one is so sad because it's peanut m&ms and they have 10 different azo dyes in them one being the red dye 40 I also looked at the Blueberry Pop-Tarts, and they have three different Azo dyes in them, and an even sadder one is Skittles. They also have ten different dyes in them. I didn't actually look at these products, but according to Healthline, you can find it in pickles, barbecue sauce, Hawaiian punch, flavored milk, yogurt, puddings, ice cream, popsicles, candy, gum, breakfast cereals, and bars. Jello, fruit snacks, chips, soda, sports drinks, energy drinks, powder drinks, and even some protein drinks. All of the government agencies I mentioned earlier feel that red dye number 40 is safe. However, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition says that concerns about its health risks are not new. Studies have been focusing on the harmful dangers of food dyes for over 30 years. Today, there are only seven synthetic dyes left on the FDA's approval list. Like that means anything, but anyway, almost every ten years, another dye is taken off of the market because of its negative side effects. There was one dye called Orange Number One, and that was removed in the 1950s because kids were getting ill from eating orange Halloween candy. Red Number Two was banned in the 1970s, and then Yellow Number Five today is being investigated because it's thought to cause cancer. Why does it take the FDA so long to take these harmful substances off of the market? Well, because they don't make any money, that's why. You would think that if one dye, like Orange Number no. 1, was banned clear back in the 1950s, which is 70 years ago, that the rest of the dyes would have been immediately banned as well. The Center for Science and the Public Interest has been pushing the FDA to remove what they call the Southampton Six, and that's uh, six different dyes they feel are harmful to your health. What's crazy is that even though the FDA mandates that food has to be labeled correctly, The labels do not have to disclose how much is actually in each food. And I think that's a scary thought. So how about the side effects? Migraines, dizziness, vomiting, ADHD, which is attention deficit hyperactive disorder. It's in children. We have a high rate of ADHD in the United States. And sometimes I think it's a little bit overdiagnosed. But it's still a huge concern for kids that have a hard time staying focused on what they're doing. And maybe this dye is causing it in some children. Some of the long-term effects that are being studied is cancer. And you have to admit, we have a high rate of cancer in the United States. Red dye has a chemical compound in it called benzidine, which is also a known carcinogenic. Other long-term effects is neurological problems like the brain being unable to regulate hormones like serotonin and dopamine. And those are both feel-good hormones. And then your thyroid hormones can also be disrupted how do you avoid consuming red dye number 40 you can start by eating fresh unprocessed foods that don't come in a box or bag and if something has to be colored look for natural ingredients that come from like beets turmeric and purple sweet potatoes if you suspect that you might be having problems consuming red dye number 40 There is a diet that many parents with children who have ADHD or even autism are using to determine if, in fact, red dye number 40 is the cause. And that diet is called the Fengol diet. And basically, it's an elimination diet. This can work, but also can be challenging because sometimes it's hard to pinpoint the exact foods and sometimes you leave out foods that you actually need to eat, like dairies and grains. A better way, I think, is to just start keeping a food diary I encourage you to start doing that right away, and it's not always fun, but you keep track of everything you eat and also how you feel after consuming the food. Now keep in mind that if you have a food allergy or a sensitivity, symptoms may not show up for several days later, and that can be frustrating. But write down in your diary the day you felt bad, and then you can look back to see when you actually ate the food. And this takes some time, like two or three months sometimes, but in the long run it'll be worth it. So as I end this segment, although it's hard to do, be aware of what you're buying and eating by reading the labels. This is so important. The more research I do, the more I realize that many of the health problems we have in the the United States, like cancer and ADHD, are caused by our diet. Cancer and autism and ADHD were not as common like 100 years ago. In fact, I, I rarely heard of autism or ADHD when I was a kid in the 1970s. And of course today we have better, more intensive research, so that's a good thing. Well, shoot me an email if you have any more questions or if you have any thoughts about red red dye number 40 or if if you've had problems with it, I'd love to hear about it. And please let me know if this episode was helpful, because I'd love to hear your stories. And please share this with someone who you think might benefit from it. So stay tuned now for my Mountain Adventures segment where I share a true story about a black-and-white kitty, so welcome to Mountain Adventures. Before I get into my black-and-white kitty story, I want to share a short story about our dog, Belle. I introduced her in in the episode titled Energy Drinks and Cow Dogs, and she's the newest dog on our cattle ranch. It's amazing to me the love an animal can have for you. And what I'm going to share has happened twice to me this summer. Once when I was out running on our two-mile dirt road, a lightning and thunderstorm rolled in and it was starting to rain. Belle had went with me, which she doesn't always go, but this time she did. I was about about a mile from the house, and I loved running in the rain for some reason, so I kept running away from the house. And the lightning wasn't close, but the thunder was so loud, and Belle didn't like it and took it upon herself to herd me, because that's her job, she herds cows, <laughs> where I would be safe. So she would step in front of me and stop, and of course I would say, come on, Belle, and, I, and I'd keep going. Well, after three times of this and me almost face planning, I finally understood what she was trying to tell me, and I turned around and headed for home. And she trotted right next to me all the way back. The second time it happened, I was mowing the lawn, and all I had left to do was weed whack around the house. It was a ten minute job at most. And another storm rolled in bringing rain, lightning, and loud thunder, which I know Belle doesn't like. So I was hurrying to get done. And yeah, I was getting wet, but I, you know, I wanted to finish. So I started around, going around the house with the weed whacker, and Belle came and stood in front of me. Not understanding yet what she wanted, I asked her to move, and she did. She moved about three feet in front of me and stopped, so I asked her to move and this time she just laid down and I was getting frustrated with her because at this point I was starting to get wet. So this went on, me asking her to move and her moving three feet and laying down in front of me until I got clear around the house. So I was soaking wet when I finished. But I did finish and once she knew I was safe in the house she went and laid down in her doghouse. Ah, I love her. What an awesome dog. Okay, now about that black and white kitty. By now I'm sure you know that I'm talking about a skunk. And we seem to have quite a few around on the ranch. It's the biggest animal I've ever killed, and I've shot at bigger animals. But it's the skunks that cause me the most grief. I've shared a skunk story before, but this one got the best of me. The first skunk I ever killed was getting a drink out of my water bucket. I have one next to the hydrant for the dogs and cats to drink out of. I saw the skunks hiss at my cats, and that made me so mad. So I told my daughter Katie, I'm going to kill it. And as Katie was saying, aw, look how cute, bam, I cut shot it with one shot down it went it was dead, and it didn't even smell. And I told my husband Nick that it was a planned shot, and that if he hit it just right behind the liver, it won't stink, when in fact, I have no clue where to shoot it. (laughs) And he knows that, he just rolled his eyes at me. But the skunk that got the best of me was last summer. Nick and I were eating lunch in the house, and the dining room faces the backyard. I have a bird feeder hanging by the window because I'm a bird watcher. They just fascinate me. So I wasn't paying attention to what was going on outside, but Nick was. He told me to look out the window, and there it was, a skunk. No. So I quickly ran and grabbed my ear protection and my second favorite gun, which is the thirty eight with a four-inch barrel. My favorite gun now is AR-15, which I wanted at auction. Well, I tried to quietly open the back door, and it squeaks really bad. So just a side note, if you want to break into our house at night, you might want to oil the door first. But anyway, I carefully opened the door, and I slipped outside. My biggest fear is being sprayed, because those little critters can spray up to 15 feet. I didn't see the skunk when I first went out, so I edged my way to the corner of the house and there he was over by the pine tree, sniffing in the grass. He was clueless at this point that I was there. I didn't have a very good shot from there, and of course Nick was whispering to me instructions out the window where to, where to stand, like, <laughs> like he had a better view or something. Well, I left the corner of the house, and I ran quickly over to a storage shed that is close to the house. I felt like I was in an action movie. I figured that was a better angle to shoot from. I slowly brought my gun up, Planted my feet firmly on the ground, held my breath, and BAM! I took a shot. And the skunk jumped up in the air. So I know I hit him, and he crawled into the bushes. Of course, Nick told me I had missed it, but I was positive I didn't. I cautiously followed it, and there it was, crawling away. So then I knew I had hit it, so I shot again. BAM! Because I didn't want it to suffer. I'm really not a cold-blooded killer, but... Skunks carry diseases like rabies, which is not good for our other animals to get. Apparently I missed that time because it kept crawling away from me, and this time it went under a pile of dead trees. I left it there thinking it would probably die there, and all would be well. About a month went by, and there was no sign of the skunk, so I was pretty sure it was a goner, until I got a phone call from Nick. And I wasn't at home when he called, but he was laughing when he told me, Your black and white kitty is back, um, and he's missing a foot. I, of course, didn't believe him, and he said, No, it's true. I have a video of it. Nick had been eating his lunch on our patio in the backyard when he saw the skunk come hobbling up to the same pine tree he was at the last time. So Nick sent the video to me, and I laughed so hard. We have a three-footed skunk on our ranch, old 3 foot. Of course I told Nick that I meant to do that. I just wanted to maim it so it couldn't get around and wouldn't bother my cats. I told him it was a precision shot. <laughs> how I really hit his foot is still a mystery, because I was aiming at his stomach. Well, if you ever see a three-footed skunk roaming around, you'll know how it happened. How it tragically lost its foot in a shootout with the pistol-packing Mountain Mama Health Nut. There's never a dull moment at the Anbaro Ranch. Okay, remember this, when you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. No, seriously. If you allow him to guide you, your life is so much better. See you next time.